WrestlePlug 444 Life. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hashtag get plugged in. The refreshing, empowering moment that we have all wanted from WWE. It's like ordering a, a medium pizza and then turning up with an extra large and a bottle of Coke. You absolute moldy cheese fucking baby bell dairy lead dunker shit. What happens is these fucking people live in this fantasy land. Everyone got their shit in. Everyone got each other over. Everyone looked good and made the industry look great. People need to fucking back the fuck off Ronda Rousey. New to oh. wrestling talent. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, gather around as I am Aaron Nix of the WrestleBlog and I'm here to tell you a story. A story about a wonderful world, a world where wrestling people come together and fight each other in a semi-fake environment. And then everyone gets upset by the F-word, not that F-word, the other F-word. But I'm here to tell you a story about how all of our dreams are crushed and all of our hopes are dashed by one horrible dictatorship known as VKM. But that's for another story for another time. It's time for the State of Wrestling Address, where we discuss the week's wrestling topics. I'm, of course, Aaron Nix, as I have mentioned. Joining me, as always, is my new regular co-host, Canada's favourite cleaner, because Kenny Omega is a whiny, insufferable, poodle-headed douchebag. Kyle Wilkinson, welcome back. Oh, pleasure as always, my friend. And we got uh, some super interesting things to talk about. I don't know what you want to talk about first. Please yeah. indul- indulge me. Let, let me. Can I? Can I start it off? I'm really excited about this one. Go on, get in. Oh, it's not exactly what I wanted, but I'm still super excited that Miro debuted on AEW on Wednesday. Miro Machka. It's Miro time. AEW, yes indeed. Uh, Miro, of course, is uh, alter ego in WWE known as Rusev. Rusev Machka has arrived in All Elite Wrestling. How you feeling, mate? Not how I expected him to show up, but no, uh, no, Digging that was really hair. weird, wasn't it? Not in, the new like, hair. Like, not the ba- no, I don't know. The blonde is a little weird. I think it'll take some time for me to get used to, but he still looks fucking great. He always has. Mm. Being introduced as Kip Sabian's best man, though. That's uh, the best man. He's not just the best man. He's the best man. I really like how they're kind of pushing that a little bit. But uh, I know I I still think he would have been a dominant heel in the NWA. But Mm. having him on Dynamite, and he can have some incredible matches with the plethora of talent there. So let's fucking go. I'm super excited for him. He's perfect in AEW. Uh, I would have actually preferred to see him in NWA first. I would have liked to have seen him in NJPW as well. I like the idea of uh, Rusev discovering his more strong style style, going at it. With, oh, you know, Rusev the idea and Ishii. Of- yeah, oh exactly, <laughs> exactly. Rusev versus Suzuki, Rusev versus Haruki Goto, and all these hardcore, old school, hard hitting, you know, beasts of men, and, and that's something that I think Rusev, you know, I'd love to see him in NJPW, and hopefully there's still an opportunity to do that because there seems to be a bit more freedom being an all elite wrestling talent. Um, it ties in nicely with another one of our news stories, actually. AEW topping over a million this week in the ratings in the fallout, of course, from what we thought, or especially I thought, if you've listened to the review. 
a pretty fucking atrocious pay-per-view in AEW All Out. That being said, it was controversial. It had plenty of talking points. And that normally means you get a spike in viewership. This is one of those kind of, you know, it's, it's like the Raw after WrestleMania. It's that kind of feeling. And it is nice to know that without NXT opposite them because they're doing this super tuesday thing at the moment it seems to have reaped dividends for both shows and both companies and it also means that as wrestling fans we don't have to listen to the incessant boring babblings of these fucking ridiculous marks and apologists who have to you know the brand loyalists who have to pick one or the other i don't care i'm enjoying it but i i gotta be honest i didn't think his promo was particularly hot he obviously stumbled over it a bit and forgot what he was meant to say and also i actually feel that he has more potential than just being a hilarious wingman for kip sabian that being said this elevates kip sabian which is really nice because i feel like kip sabian has much more to offer than he's been able to display on an AEW platform so far you know he didn't really have a chance to really excel or do anything i think he was in the casino power royale last weekend yeah whatever you know it's a throwaway match and ultimately he's just there to make up the numbers this is an opportunity for him to stand out more him being alongside russo and the thing about rusev as well is you probably noticed this on social media he arrived immediately huge spike in hashtags reigns i woke up this morning i went on twitter miro was like number four you know, in the UK, like people were talking about him like crazy. And obviously my Twitter from an algorithm standpoint, is going to be tailored towards wrestling. But the fact that he was up there with, you know, the politics and stuff like that shows that he does move the needle. So hopefully this is just a short term thing because I would really like to see him going after the big guns. I actually love the idea of someone like a mirror. Like I would love it if, you know, John Moxley somehow overcomes Lance Archer and then all of a sudden Miro just appears out of nowhere and just fucking destroys him and then just fucking wrecks him for the belt or something. You know, there's an opportunity there to do great things. I'll give AEW the benefit of doubt. Hopefully it's not going to be just some dumb hokey angle. Hopefully they have something long term, something special to use Miro for. But yeah, a um, couple of interesting points from AEW and hopefully a little bit more of an upward trajectory after what I frankly thought was a really flat and miserable evening for them all out did you catch any of all out by the way obviously you weren't part of the review in the end was there anything you saw from it in the end or did you just not bother wasting your time honestly i just i didn't bother like i saw you know like clips and stuff on twitter but i wasn't really that interested in the card to begin with other than the women's match and the tag title match and i saw mm. enough of that for for what i needed and it was definitely fantastic obviously the women's match was incredible given the talent involved that's a given and, I mean, the tag match, I mean, you know, it wasn't the best tag match I've ever seen, but it gave me the results I wanted, so I was happy Yeah, yeah, if you wanted something from those two, then you got it. The rest of it was a real mission match. Like, there was, even the matches that were reasonably good matches just had no real prevalence or any point to them. So, and obviously there's a big dick swinging contest with the elite fraternity at the moment, and I've got no interest in that. I just hope that Hangman Page comes out of it looking incredibly strong and a, you know, revived again as a singles wrestler like he was the first time around when they tried to really push him and it just didn't have the same kind of impact. Um, there has been a bit of an impact actually in WWE. Uh, this news has kind of only just hit over the last couple of days. So basically WWE looks to be making another round of employee cuts. Um, there has been rumblings of more WWE cuts being made. Uh, as noted earlier, a certain link, this is courtesy of uh, Wrestling Inc. Uh, Hall of Famer Gerald Briscoe revealed on Twitter that he has been released from the company after 36 years. Uh, he received a phone call, apparently, from WWE chairman uh, Vince McMahon informing him of the release. Briscoe, 
uh, had worked as a talent scout since 2010 and was actually furloughed back in April as part of the company-wide cuts. So this is now him officially being done uh, with the company. Uh, apparently, it appears the WWE cutbacks are rumoured for this week uh, related to office staff who were furloughed back in April but not brought back to work yet. So the majority of people who are actually going to be released aren't going to be kind of that shocking. They're going to be people already on the furlough. Uh, and also, um, today... Um, Long-time WWE employee, IRS, Mike Rotunda, finally been officially released from the company. Uh, he was released as part of today's cutbacks, according to PW, PW Insider. Excuse me. Uh, he was originally furloughed back in April as well, like Gerald Briscoe. So, and obviously, people will know IRS as the IRS. Excuse me, as the father of Bray Wyatt and uh, Bo Dallas. So, you know, quite famous back in the day was IRS alongside Ted DiBiase. So, yeah, they're the only two that I know as of this moment. They might crop up, and obviously, if they do appear um obviously we'll mention them as they go i don't think this is any kind of shift or seismic shift like it was the first time around but also it is still disappointing to see that wwe is willing to let people of such a long-standing point go what do you think about it is that bothered by the fact that people like briscoe and rotunda no longer have a job at wwe I mean, it's definitely a shame to see one of McMahon's stooges from, you know, 1998 gone. I fucking loved him and Pat Patterson. They were hilarious together. But, like, as for IRS, like, that's, like, it sucks. They've been with the company for, like, 40, almost 40 years, both of them. Mm. So, it's, like, it's definitely sad, but they're at that age where hopefully they can just kind of enjoy the money they made, go enjoy retirement, you know. I know IRS has, you know, two kids in the business, and he can still you know, be part of it and to, in a way, live vicariously through them. But, like, just go home and enjoy the well-deserved time off. Yeah, yeah. I think at this point, I don't feel sad for them in a sense of I'm sure they've got enough money. And, you know, for them, it's just a case of they were lifers for wrestling. So the only disappointment here is that, obviously, they're not going to be able to work consistently but I, i'm not going to feel bad that guys who are in their 70s or 80s can no longer work day to day like these guys should be like you say chilling out at home enjoying their retirement start a podcast maybe you know and that seems to be a hot thing you know you're going to get a pretty decent amount obviously bray wyatt's dad especially i'm sure he's got plenty of interesting tidbits and things to say about you know what his sons have done in wrestling and stuff like that so you know it is sad i can only imagine the stories gerald briscoe would have too like just Oh, so many yeah. behind-the-scenes stories, like talking about that horrific evening gown match with Patterson. I'd love to hear ah. some behind-the-scenes about See, that. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the worst matches ever conceived in wrestling history. However, it was preceded. Oh, preceding that was easily one of the greatest moments in WWE history when he pinned Crash Holly while he was sleeping to win the Hardcore Championship, which was, for me, one of the most unique and hilarious things I'd ever seen at the time. Being 15 years old and seeing Crash Holly sleeping on the locker room floor and the referee counting the pin like, one, two, and then Gerald Briscoe doing like that really quiet celebration, like, yeah. <laughs> I, it's really good fun. Check it out. I'll, I'll get it and put it on our social media so you guys can check it out. It will come out uh, in conjunction with this podcast because it is fucking hilarious, that moment. It's one of my favorite moments. And the fact that Crash Holly just wakes up like, huh, what's going on? And by the way, Joey Ryan, I know you stole that idea when you lost the uh, DDT heavyweight Iron Man, whatever the fucking hell that abortion of a title was that you had. Um, yeah, I know that you stole that idea from Crash Holly and Gerald Briscoe. So shame on you as if you haven't got enough shame on you. That's depressing enough. 
Um, Didn't Archer do the same thing to Ginger Mahal on a plane for the 24-7 title? Yes, he did. Yeah, it's actually been recited. And to be fair, that was much better. So credit where it's due. Also, it had Ginger Mahal, so five stars. Um, Bit of sad news. Former TNA wrestler Stevie Lee passed away. Um, which is very disappointing, actually. Um, I don't know if you know much about Stevie Lee. Uh, he was known as the puppet. Uh, he was known as Puppet, the Psycho Dwarf. Uh, for anyone who watched TNA in the very early days, that's a brilliant um, name. Yeah, right. Tell me about it. Uh, yeah, he unexpectedly passed away um, Wednesday, actually. Uh, yesterday, uh, when we we're recording this, September the ninth. Uh, he starred in American Horror Story, Jackass 3D, Oz the Great, and Powerful. He was in Rhino and March and Windy City. Uh, he was also the star of the reality TV series Half Point Brawlers, which was on Spike TV back in 2010. Um, yeah, very disappointing, obviously, to see someone pass. And he's not the only person in conjunction with TNA who was um, sadly passed on, obviously. That's tough. And um, I don't know if you heard, Barry Scott, unfortunately, has passed away. Um, he was the longtime uh, employee for them. He was the voiceover for the brand, you know, TNA, cross the line. Uh, yeah, the great voice that was Barry Scott. Um, yeah, noted. His Wikipedia page actually noted that he passed away this month. He was 65 years old. Uh, he also did voiceover work for the NBA. Uh, he hosted the Lost 45s radio show since 1981 and appeared as a musical expert on various mainstream TV programs. Um, TNA released a statement saying they were deeply saddened to learn of the passing of Barry Scott. For years, Barry was the iconic voice of TNA wrestling, lending us gravitas and credibility. He will be dearly missed. Impact tweeted that out today, unfortunately. Um, yeah, there was uh, obviously, like I say, just that crossed the line. You know, he would, he would always kind of open the big pay-per-views and he would do the voiceovers for the, uh, the vignettes and that. So two big losses from TNA's great history, particularly Barry Scott, who really was the alternative voice to wrestling when you got away from WWE. Yeah, that, that's a shame. I don't. I can't, I'm not going to go and say like I know a whole bunch about them, but I do remember watching TNA in the early 2000s. I remember hearing that man's voice, and 65 is too damn young, man. Like, I, I know that life just, you know, does what it does. It's just, it's a damn shame. Yeah, yeah, it is disappointing. It's, um... It's just sad. It's just, you know, it's, it's again, like you realize, I think as a wrestling fan, particularly as we're older wrestling fans, you know, we're not like the kids who are sort of growing up now with it. Um, there really is that kind of feeling of, as you get older, realizing that a lot of your heroes or people that were so important to your youth and things that you might have taken for granted are now no longer with us. And for me, Barry Scott, like I love OSW Review. They're a big motivator and an inspiration for this podcast. And we love those lads from Ireland like crazy. And I've watched all of their stuff and they would consistently talk about Barry Scott and doing impressions of him. And, you know, he, he was one of those people that even though he wasn't a superstar to wrestling fans, you knew who Barry Scott was. You knew his voice in the same way, you know, when Finkel passed away, a lot of people would not have thought of Finkel as this huge megastar, even though he's a Hall of Famer. But his voice is synonymous with wrestling. You can't think about, you know, uh, a WWF title match from any point in, you know, time from, you know, the sort of late 80s all the way through to sort of like the late noughties. You know, it, it was Finkel's kind of arena, you know, very much in the same way Michael Bruce Buffer for boxing and UFC. You may not necessarily recognize those guys as huge megastars, but they are so vital to the appearance and the presentation of what we love so much. So, 
you know, it is sad to see, you know, that someone like Barry Scott is no longer with us, and particularly at 65, because in this era, 65 shouldn't be a really old age. I know it is to all the fucking, you know, dumb shit entitled generational Zs and all that kind of nonsense and all the other fucking labels you want to throw out there, but 65 just isn't that old. And it's sad to know that, you know, TNA or Impact as it is now isn't going to have that voice any longer they're gonna to have to find somebody else it's never quite the same and you know like for instance can you imagine anyone other than michael buffer saying let's get ready to rumble you know before the boxing or bruce buffer screaming it's time you know those are iconic things those are things that we are always going to remember and like i said they are synonymous with all our emotions and all our feelings and all our memories of wrestling and it's nice to be able to, in some tiny way, just take a moment right now to, you know, respond and check in. So, obviously, our uh, thoughts and prayers and great memories for Barry Scott and uh, Puppet, the Psycho Dwarf, Stevie Lee. Um, hope they rest in power and hopefully, uh, you know, enjoying a little bit of time with all the other crazy wrestlers that have passed on in this era. I can just see Barry Scott right now announcing a match between Randy Savage and Owen Hart. And there's something you'd love to see. So, yeah, um, a disappointing uh, moment for the week. But, you know, it is the wrestling news and it's not always as positive as we would like. Um, Jack Evans is currently injured, by the way. Just a little side note, Jack Evans picked up an injury. Uh, he's not wrestled since the August 25th edition of AEW Dark. You might know him as Angelico's tag team partner. Of course, I know him as Angelico's tag team partner. Angelico being the most beautiful man to ever live um, and also a good friend of mine. <laughs> um, yeah, that episode was actually taped on August the 13th. Um, he came to the ring with Angelico during last night's Dynamite episode. Um which is, by the way, I'm furious that he lost to Orange Cassidy. That's unacceptable. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I was thrilled to see him actually on Dynamite as well. Fucking use him more, you cretins. Um, yeah, but a fan actually tweeted and asked if Evans and Angelico had upset somebody backstage to get this kind of treatment. Evans responded with comments on his injury. Uh, apparently, he has a hairline fracture in his left cheekbone. So I know it's not Ooh. a huge deal, but I'm a huge fan of Jack Evans. And <laughs> Hairline you know, fractures are dangerous, though. Yeah, I've got. I had two hairline fractures in my left ankle during wrestling, uh, and I was training on it and I was working on it afterwards. And it took a long time. If you can't get them diagnosed properly, which is much more actually, believe it or not, much more difficult to get diagnosed over here because we've got a national health service. Obviously, they're less inclined, to, you know, to pay for the X-rays and things because it costs them more so than it does us. Whereas, obviously, in an American healthcare system, they're more than likely going to find out earlier. That's the and also the benefit of being part of AEW is obviously they're going to afford you that ability or you'd like to think they do at least. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was nice to Jack to uh, obviously mention it. So he's waiting to be cleared as we speak. So hopefully it's not too serious and he'll be back in action. But it kind of speaks to the AEW side of things. You know, I feel like there's guys in that mid card who should be doing a lot more, who just seem to be not doing anything really. You know, like Joey Janela, like Angelico, Jack Evans, Sonny Kiss is another one, even though he, I know he, he eliminated Jake Hager on Sunday. You just, you just feel like these people aren't really being given much prominence, whereas Orange Cassidy seems to be given quite literally everything. And you do wonder whether there's more stock in the idea that, you know, Tony Khan is very much in love with Orange Cassidy and his gimmick, because apparently Orange Cassidy has been in his ear a bit and trying to explain to him what he's all about. Apparently Tony Khan is a huge mark for him, so... Yeah, I um Is there anyone in particular, as a random question, is there anyone in particular that you think is being woefully overlooked in wrestling overall, and particularly in AEW, mate? Uh, absolutely. I can think of one right off the top of my head. I know it's one you'd love to see push more. Give me more Jungle Boy. He is yes. so young. He yeah. is career 
could be phenomenal. You just have to give them that little nudge. That's all you got to do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Actually, uh, I went on this huge diatribe. Actually, um, you can check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're obviously the YouTube channel releases snippets of our reviews and that because it's much more digestible for you guys. But if you want to check out the full audio podcast, obviously episode, uh, God, those four sixty two, I believe, was all out. This is four sixty three. Well, we are getting close to five hundred. But if you check that one out, I spent a lot of time talking about the fact that I don't have a problem with Orange Cassidy. All in all, I just think when you think about the amount of energy and effort that went into pushing him and putting him into position he's in. I feel like someone like Jungle Boy would have really benefited from that tenfold more. Better worker, better look, just overall a much better talent. Someone who legitimately could be a babyface star. And if you look at wrestling as a whole, it's not like the old days. It's so hard. You know, where's the next Sting coming from? You know, Surfer Sting. Where's the next Ricky Steamboat coming from? Where's the next Randy Savage? These kind of huge, big time, big talking baby faces, they're just not a thing anymore. And being a face isn't cool either, especially in this modern era. And we want more and more edgy content. The Attitude Era really blurred the lines anyway, which was good at that point in time. But right now, I feel like everybody wants to be the cool heel. Everyone wants to be the shit talker. Nobody really steps up as that good, wholesome, you know, good guy. And I feel like Jungle Boy is perfect. You know, I think Luchasaurus is perfect as well. I feel like you really are not capitalizing on the the joyous color and you know, creativity of these guys, much less Marco Stunner, he can fuck off. But, you know, for me, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy are so colourful, so exciting. I've said on numerous times how they don't have their own cartoon is beyond me. Their T-shirt, when I went to watch the first ever Dynamite in Washington, right, obviously I wanted to get some merch. It's a cool, you know, it's a cool moment for me. It's a cool experience. And the very first thing I wanted, I didn't get one because it didn't have it in my size, but the first T-shirt that stood out to me, all of them was the Jurassic Express one. You know, this amazing comic book illustration of them on a t-shirt and it stood out all over all the other ones the other ones were fine but a lot of them were you know your archetypal wrestling t-shirts black t-shirt logo edgy fucking latin slogans war you know all that kind of stuff the typical you know uber fucking edge lord wrestling shirts and there's this big colorful t-shirt jurassic express and people wanted it and it sold out like crazy because people wanted it and they just they just have not capitalized on them. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that apparently we are servicing the elite's penis at a rapid rate. And I just think that's really, really disappointing. Um, did you hear that NXT UK makes its return next week, Mr. Wilkinson? I did. I'm, they're in uh oh, they're in some new arena. I don't remember what it is. Uh, it's BC the arena or something it's the bt studio in london yeah. um yeah bt is the uh it's a huge thing over here bt is kind of i don't know it's like i don't know it's like a huge entertainment format like fox is in america it's that kind of thing um and bt has the rights now uh since sky dropped them for all of wwe's content they normally uh like for instance you can watch raw and smackdown live on bt um and yeah, they're going to restart it. And apparently, already takes some stuff. Ilya Dragunov is going to be the number one contender, Volta's Championship, which is a very exciting program, something I'm looking forward to, because that is basically a reboot of WXW, which, as anyone knows, by Side Extreme Wrestling from Germany, is one of the most exciting and premium promotions to watch. And by the way, it's one of the few promotions you can watch without getting too much of a bitter and sour taste in your mouth about everything that's happened with speaking out. Um, but also, apparently, they have announced that there will be a. Uh, 
a huge announcement as to who will challenge Kaylee Ray next for her NXT UK Women's Championship. So, yeah, the scary Queen of Scots will, of course, be all ears next week. And to be honest, um, I'm actually kind of looking forward to watching it again because although there has been a real horrible time, particularly in Brit Rest, we're speaking out, and there is still a lot of incredible talent on this show. You know, who doesn't want to watch Volta every week? We're talking about a premier star. I think Volta has the opportunity. And it turns out, uh, a while back, I don't know if you heard, Volta apparently not very keen on moving to the United States, which is why he's not getting a mega push. He's basically said, I don't want to move to the United States. I'm not going to uproot my family and my lifestyle to benefit you fuckers. So I'm happy to stay over here. And of course, him being NXT UK champion and the clout that he has with Imperium and that, they're kind of in a rock and a hard place because he's a huge star in my eyes. I really think he could be the next big thing. And you see what Keith Lee's done? No reason why Volta can't go on the same kind of trajectory, the same kind of path and become something bigger. But yeah, I've got to be honest. I'm going to... We're not going to forget what happened with Speaking Out, obviously. And we're going to mention it again in a minute because there is some unfortunate news. But one thing that I will say is give the opportunity to the women and to the men who have been you know, classy from the get-go. The people that we, you know, see as being, you know, stronger than the scum of the earth that has queered the field, so to speak. You know, there are a lot of talents here who haven't done anything wrong or have worked really hard to try and make this brand something. And they deserve your opportunity. They deserve, you know, your eyeballs. They do. And someone like Katie Ray, for instance, is an amazing talent. Tony Storm is part of this. Volta, like I said, Imperium, you know, um, super strong style and British strong style excuse me you know with guys like you know Trent and Tyler you know Pete Dunn is fucking fantastic give these guys some opportunity you know to impress you so hey it's going to be on it's an hour every week you know should be good and I'm excited about the fact it's in a new studio as well particularly in such a difficult time so I'm excited to see what they can do with it hopefully it'll be quite decent um it'll be on uh free eastern uh which is 8 p.m uh, British time, uh, free, three p.m., three in the afternoon Eastern time, and that'll be available on the award-winning WWE Network for just nine ninety-nine. If you can believe it, what so a yeah. cheap show that was. <laughs> oh yeah, someone fucking See, book me, mate. I should be the new voiceover. I, I will admit, I have never watched an episode of NXT UK. It hasn't been very good. I'm not going to sit but, here and tell you it's fantastic. No, it, there yeah, are time, it, but there are talents on there who are not exactly like. Yeah. I think the only real big match I've ever seen from it was it was on a regular takeover when uh, Walter beat Pete Dunne for the UK title. That's mm, the only yeah. real exposure I have because A, it's on at 3pm on a weekday. I have a job and, you know, things to do. So, watching it live is possible. And I don't usually sit on like, go on the network to like, binge watch some stuff. So it's just it's something I've never been a huge part of. But with this reboot, well, reboot air quotes, and mm. I, I think it's something I would love to give a chance to. Exactly like you say, the people who are working their asses off trying to help save Britress in a way, or at least you know not be a part of the issue. And I mean, yeah, I love British Strong Style. I've met all three guys numerous times, and they're some of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. Like, they're just so personable and hilarious. Trent Seven especially is mm-hmm. an incredible human being. He's so funny. 
And like, I love Kaylee Ray. I love Tony Storm. So I'm, if if I can, if I'm not working, I will absolutely give this a chance. Yeah, um, with the theme of speaking out, unfortunately, uh, some people, I only wanted to bring quick cadence to it. Uh, Mariah May is a very well-regarded uh, female talent uh, in this country. She's obviously scintillatingly beautiful. Everybody knows that. Anyone who's seen Mariah May will know. Uh, unfortunately, uh, she was part of the speaking out movement, and she spoke very candidly about her experience. Um, we're not here to discuss you know, what is and isn't fact or whatever. But at the same time, uh, I really admire the fact that she is willing to stand up for what she believes in and what she has said. Um, that being said, she is also, unfortunately, the target of a pretty malicious lawsuit. Uh, we can't really go into too many details because obviously we don't want a big fat fucking, you know, litigation on our doorstep. However, she is obviously struggling to cover the legal fees that are being involved in this, where they're essentially trying to silence her voice. Um we don't really obviously want to delve into it too much because legally we can't. Um, but for whatever alleged activity has gone on or will go on, uh, you can check out Mariah May's um, social media and help. There is a GoFundMe page that has been set up to try and help support her legal fee. She's looking to raise, I believe, around 15 grand, which is when you're an independent talent, especially in this country where, you know, there is very little to no independent wrestling to speak of. It is very difficult, uh, you know, to garner any kind of real financial um, capabilities or stability. So at Mariah May X on social media, you can check her out. She also has an email, mariahmayx at gmail.com. And if you go to that social media, you can find the GoFundMe page and help her out if you do have some spare change or whatever around and if nothing else give it a retweet share it with your friends tag your friends because ultimately um it might be you one day who is trying you know very hard to have your conflicts and emotional context heard by a large audience and it might be you who is on the receiving end of some vitriol and vicious silencing from a higher power or authority and you know we'd all like to think that when it comes to that that people would stick their necks out for you if you're speaking the truth or we believe you to be uh, you know part of the truth so you know it's it's a difficult time you know it's very hard to speak up and speak out when you're a victim you don't always get afforded the opportunity and i believe mariah may is telling the truth and the fact that she is willing to fight this legally despite the severe financial implications would probably imply that she uh, has a lot of merit to what she is saying so if you can afford that opportunity please do so um, not really something I can ask you to comment on Mr Wilkinson but obviously it's uh, it's difficult isn't it to see uh, any end in sight we're seeing a lot more backlash now towards the victims of hashtag speaking out um, and it just adds more difficulty and more cadence to the issues surrounding everything and, you know, safeguarding this industry and making it a better place for people to work and also earning the trust of the fan base once again, which made it so popular as such a golden era of British wrestling. It, exactly. It's such a complicated just facet in general. Now, I read her tweet about this. I think it's like like a nine tweets, like just like a thread about it. Yes, it 15, is. Yeah, it is a thread. 15,000 pounds. Mm. That's like 
That's over $30,000 for me. To put that in context for anyone listening who may not be particularly clued up on what that means, that is essentially, for a lot of people over here, the deposit that you would need to buy into a mortgage for a house. That, I mean, I didn't know that. That's fucking unreal. Yeah. Like the that's the kind of money you need to basically get a mortgage to, you know, own your own property. That's a lot of money, money that a lot of us will never see. That is, for a lot of people after tax, the average working wage for a year, the annual take-home salary for a year for most people in this country. That's unreal. But the fact that she's willing to fight this and go through all this hardship, like, I also take to the side of... Mm. Like, this is, I hope that she, like, gets out of this, um, you know, health, healthy, mentally, and physically, and all that stuff, which nothing but the best for, because this is just, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Mariah May, like, I... I've, I, Mariah May has always been on our radar as a BritRest fan and somebody who genuinely loves BritRest and takes it seriously and enjoys it and is a student of the game. I love her talent. And obviously, I've never bothered approaching Mariah May about coming on a podcast because I thought, well, you know, with all due and don't get me wrong, we've had some amazing guests and I'm amazed that those people have bothered to take their time to speak to us. But, you know, someone like Mariah May, I assumed someone like her is not going to want to sit down and talk to a sweaty nerd like us, you know, about wrestling or whatever. But obviously, you know, we'd love to have her on the podcast. Um, and to be honest, what little platform we do have, I'd like to afford her the opportunity to speak if she needs to. So, you know, the podcast is always here. And do you know what? That goes for everyone, particularly from a female perspective who would like to speak candidly or just have an opportunity to speak openly and honestly about what it is like and the scenarios involved. You know, I've been very open and honest about my uh, domestic abuse and sexual abuse problems when I was a victim of those when I was younger. And, you know, there's something, you know, and obviously I know I'm in the minority from a male perspective when it comes to that. So, I believe that this podcast, you know, I believe in, you know, true equality and I believe that women should have the platform to speak equally. And for any of our female listeners in particular, and any of the women who do take an interest in podcasts, or maybe you've been on before women's wrestlers who may be listening, who maybe want to come on. If you're listening and you know female wrestlers who may be interested in talking as well, do not hesitate to let them know. They have a platform to speak here. We're not going to silence people like certain individuals are trying to do. Uh, obviously, I can't mention the individuals involved, even though I have pretty good, strong knowledge uh, to work out who is actually launching the lawsuit. Obviously, I can't mention those names, and I won't do for legal, uh, you know, matters and you know for legal disposition. But just as a final thought for people, the WrestlePlug is open and it is an honest format and people are allowed to come on here and speak as they wish. And as long as it obviously doesn't scrutinize or jeopardize our ability to continue from a legal standpoint, we are more than welcome to hear all thoughts and all perspectives on this podcast. And of course, you know, there are disclaimers and things involved should it come to that. But yeah. Just so you guys know, WrestlePlug is a voice for everybody, not just for us. It's a voice for everyone. It's a platform for everyone. And I've always prided myself on that, and that will not change. Would you like some good news, Mr. Wilkinson? 
I mean, kind of. I'm a little sad from the last few stories. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah, wrestling has been really, really tough for a lot of us, and we tried to wade through. But there is some good stuff to get involved in, and we have some fantastic news here at the WrestlePlug because, ladies and gentlemen, I can finally announce it after all this time. Carl Wilkinson, you live in Canada. You live in North America. I imagine it's been very difficult for you to acquire a T-shirt in a reasonable amount of time Perhaps you've always wanted to buy yourself a Sunset Flip t-shirt, Carl Wilkinson. Perhaps you've always wanted a t-shirt with a WrestlePlug logo. That's been hard for you to do so far, hasn't it, Mr. Wilkinson? It sure has. I really wish there was an easier, more convenient way to do this. Well, there is now, because I can officially announce that we have our own pro wrestling tease store, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, shit. ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlePlug, where we right now have our WrestlePlug logo tees and Sunset Flip tees available. You can get them in all kinds of sizes to suit whoever you may be, whatever gender you appropriate yourself as, whatever you identify as. There is a t-shirt available for you. You can even have them as sleeveless tee if you want. I believe. Uh, very exciting times. Uh, but yes, we are now available on Pro Wrestling Tees. So if you're in North America, and obviously Pro Wrestling Tees has announced they will be opening a European store next year, which we're very excited about. So obviously look out for that too. But right now, if you're in America, if you're in Canada, you know, anywhere around the world, actually, these guys will look after you and they will make sure you get your items. And obviously for our North American listeners in particular, I'm fucking thrilled for you guys because it means a lot less in terms of postage. It means you a lot less time waiting for your tees. You can get them now we have four slots available now i don't want to beg people to go out and buy like crazy and get all your friends to buy them and stuff like that although obviously if you'd want to i'm not going to stop you but one thing i will say is um in the terms of conditions, we have to sell at least 25 T-shirts before we can offer more than four designs. So right now, we can only sell up to four different designs T-shirt-wise. Now, frankly, that's plenty for us anyway. But in the off chance that you want some of our more exciting designs, like a Canadian Destroyer T-shirt or a German Suplex T-shirt in the future, obviously, we can't really afford those two unless we sell a decent amount. So if you've got friends, you know, it's, it's $20 for a T. Okay, we've kept it as cheap as we possibly can. We're not interested in profit. We just want to make sure you guys have an opportunity. We obviously get a little bit of kickback, which is great. So if you've got any friends who maybe don't listen, or maybe you want to buy T-shirts for your family or whatever, you can now buy them, and you can now buy them at a ridiculously affordable and exclusive rate for you. So, you know, I'm thrilled for you guys. Pro Wrestling Tees officially now has a wrestle plug shop. Wow. Uh. I'm so fucking excited for that, man. Like, that is so, so cool. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for the brand. I'm happy I get to be a part of it. I'm happy I get to buy another one. Let's fucking go. Oh, yes. That's once again, ladies and gentlemen, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash wrestleplug. It's as simple as that. No spaces. And you click on that and boom, you will have access to it. And obviously, going forward in the descriptions of every podcast, we will have our Pro Wrestling Tees shop available. And of course, there will be updates continuously for any t shirts that are dropped on there, exclusive t shirts, anniversaries, things like that of that nature. Um, as uh, another bit of good news as well, WrestlePlug 500 is coming up. Now, it's probably still a few weeks away at least. Uh, this is episode 463. 
But I want to launch a preemptive strike for this. Now, I want 500 to be a big fucking deal because how many podcasts get the 500 episodes, you know? And I've grafted and worked on every single one. And people like Carl have been amazing and have lent so much of their time and their fun and their excitement and their enthusiasm to this podcast. And we've got so many guys who have been on this podcast and girls as well. And I'd love to try and get as many people who have been involved over the last three and a half years on this as possible. But episode 500, it's basically going to be a whopping great homage to all things WrestlePlug. Uh, so there'll be a massive Q&A especially as well. So if you're listening, if you would like to ask us anything, doesn't have to be about wrestling, it could be anything personal. Maybe you want to know what our favorite moments of the podcast are. Maybe you would like to know how the podcast is recorded, the opportunities to come on it yourself. You know, um, who's pissed me off the most? Which one of the WrestlePlug uh, co-hosts I most feel competently enough that I could beat the shit out of, which frankly is all of you because you're all weak as pits compared to me because I am massive and a Leviathan. But ultimately... Totally Jay Miller, though. Totally yeah, Jay Miller. That's, that's yeah, yeah. how he got He could have got his ass whipped. <laughs> that's if his wife starts whipping his Somebody ass first. Somebody go get their ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to so, go all so Mark, Mark Henry. Yeah, he's going to be Bo Dallas. I'm going to be Mark Henry. I might job out to him a few <laughs> times, but now I'm going to squash him on every pre-show from here to Kentucky, Michael. Uh, any questions at all? Nothing is off the table. Now, obviously, if you're fucking disrespectful, if you use this opportunity to be rude, we're simply going to block you. We're not going to waste our time. But you know what? I don't give a shit. If you want to ask us, I remember one Q&A. Somebody asked us who we most like to masturbate over. I just, I, I'm happy to answer those questions. I don't really care. Honestly, nothing is off the table. You can send questions to me. You can send questions to Carl Wilkinson. You can even send them to Steve Neal, who we're hoping might possibly appear at some point after Doom. Kieran, Alex Delanzo, the list of incredible co-hosts goes on. Fraz, Ray, all of these guys. We'll endeavour to at least get them to answer the questions, even if they can't make time to be on. We want to make 500 a really big deal and a massive homage. And ultimately, we want it to be a bit of fun for you guys to enjoy and hopefully later down the line, open up avenues for different podcasting ventures from the WrestlePlug. So if you've got anything at all you want to ask, please send them to all our social media Send them ideally uh, to the email if you can, wrestleplug at gmail.com, but you can send them to at xkyle under slash Wilkinson if you want to chat to your good buddy Carl and send him some questions. If you want to ask Kyle, if you want to send Kyle the questions that you want to ask me so that I get blindsided on the day, feel free. Uh, same with Jay Miller at jmiller411911, I believe is his handle on Twitter. You can contact him if needs be at WrestlePlug across all social media. Get those questions in, man. Get those thoughts in. Do you have a favorite memory of WrestlePlug? Anything whatsoever, you can wing it to us and we are happy to digest it and talk about it on the podcast. It will be, you know, we'll, next March will be four years of the WrestlePlug, which is wild when you think about it. You never thought we'd get this far. Never thought I'd have a pro wrestling tea store. We've never really made any money but we have made an astonishing amount of memories and we are rich in the knowledge that we've made some incredible friends so you know get in contact anything you want to ask whatsoever nothing is too you know out of bounds as long as obviously it's relatively respectful but other than that have at it let go and let us know what you think for 500 episodes is rapidly approaching just 37 more episodes so yeah, I guess the quicker we cram in more content, the quicker we can get to 500. But no one are like wrestling will probably shut down now and it'll take a year to get to 500. I mean, look, man, that's so fucking insane to think. 500 episodes and I've been on a good number of them, I think. I reckon it's you've been just, on over 100, surely, at this point. Yeah, that's that just boggles my mind. I never thought, like, I'd ever 
be on one, let alone on one so regularly and meet such incredible people and have such amazing friends that I've never met in real life. This is just, it's so surreal. So yeah, guys, fucking ask away. There, mm. For me personally, there's really nothing off limits. Nothing offends me. I'm not going to get butthurt about something. So go nuts. Just go fucking crazy. It'll be a good time. Yeah, have a good time of it. Enjoy yourselves. And most importantly, get involved. This podcast has always been just as much about you guys as it has us. So, you know, that's it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it as far as wrestling news goes. Um, I don't think there's much else to cover. Obviously, there's, uh, you know, plenty of wrestling to still digest. Um, I, one thing I should touch upon, I suppose, while we got the opportunity, we do have a new NXT champion, ladies and gentlemen. The most charismatic man of all, Finn Balor, is your NXT champion. Um, Carl Wilkinson, quickly, what do you what do you think about Carl? Um, what do I think about Carl Wilkinson? I know what I think about Carl. Wilkinson. Oh man, what you... <laughs> I'd love to be an NXT champion. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, should... <laughs> I'll tell you what, you probably can't a better promo. Just saying. Um, but Finn Banner is your new NXT champion, obviously outlasting Adam Cole on NXT Super Tuesday this week. What do you think about Finn Balor once again being at the top of the card as far as NXT is concerned? Um, is this 2014? Is this 2015? Did we go and do like a fucking time machine? Because I don't care. I loved mm. Finn Balor's original run in NXT. Don't get me wrong. I thought he was incredible down there. Then he got called up for SummerSlam, won the, the inaugural Universal Champion, got hurt, hasn't been the same since. I just, now, I don't, I just, I don't care. I would have liked to see Cole get it back. I know that he just lost it. He was on the tail of like this incredible over 400 day title run or something like, so I just, I would have loved to see that, but I don't, I don't care about Finn Balor, man. I'm trying to think of some of the matches he could have. Yeah. He's had most of them. He's wrestled most of these guys. I, I just, I don't think there's much value to him as champion. Um, he's got an amazing look. There's no doubt about it. And we've said that on several occasions. But for me, like, I just find Finn Balor dull. I find it boring. I don't think he's got much character. I think Demon Finn is massively overrated as well. Uh, the one thing that could be of interest to me is the idea of, and now this is Steve Neal's idea, and he actually sent this to me in a voicemail earlier. He would like to see Finn Balor uh, eventually lose the title to Karrion Cross when he's fit, of course, to return and regain his trophy as the man in NXT and then possibly have Demon Finn try and take on uh, Karrion Cross and Karrion Cross be the first man to beat the Demon cleanly in WWE. And that would probably have a really, a relative amount of interest for me. But overall, when I see Finn Balor announced as your champion, it doesn't give me a huge amount of interest in watching your product. It just doesn't. And this is why it lends itself to, I said this last week, they really should have used this as an opportunity to push new people into the limelight. But even in that fatal four-way Ironman match they had, which no doubt was a fantastic contest with fantastic talent, all four of those guys had already been champion. There was no opportunity afforded to somebody new, somebody fresh. You know, Keith Lee's moved on to the main roster. Karrion Cross is injured. This is where you had to push someone else into the fold. Someone had to be ready. This is why you need a multiple amount of people to be stars. Because I'm not interested in seeing Finn Balor wrestle a load of guys that he's already wrestled. I've seen him wrestle Johnny Gargano. I've seen him wrestle Tommaso Ciampa. You know, he's wrestled all these people. What else is there for him to do? And, you know, Steve Neal actually ironically said to me, oh, um, you know, if, if Adam Cole wins, you're going backwards. So 
surely Finn Balor winning is going backwards even more. I know he hasn't been, you know, in NXT for some time, so it's probably relatively fresh to a new audience. But ultimately, like you say, is this 2014, 2015? Because that's when he was last champion. I remember going to see Finn Balor as champion. I remember seeing him wrestle Samoa Joe in Bournemouth over here many, many moons ago with, you know, an X of an X of an X, <laughs> like many, many years ago. So I don't think this is anything fresh. I don't think this is anything exciting. And ultimately, I stand by what I say. Finn Balor is boring. He might have a sizable hog in his trunks. He might have a body that, frankly, would make four fucking blush. But ultimately, he's got the charisma of a 1980s Casio cassette player. Yeah, he's still very useful if you can be bothered to go back and pick up the original material. Otherwise, I don't give a shit. There are much more interesting and shinier things I'd offer to me. Simple as that. Yeah, it's just... I, I, I don't fucking... Meh. Care. Meh. <laughs> like, <laughs> meh. Did, did he... He already wrestled Damian Priest, right? I think they wrestled. Uh, yes, yeah, I believe they've wrestled okay. each other as well. I think they're involved. Either, at least, oh yeah, that's uh, when uh, at least in Priest a took that her, when he took that horrific back bump on the stairs. Oh I think. god, yeah, no need. Oh, by the oh, way, just yeah. no need. Yeah, as if oh. we haven't seen enough bumps recently that are just not needed. Yeah, that was right. one that certainly wasn't. Um, um, I just I don't see anything fresh here. Uh, I would have much rather seen a huge upset here, maybe throwing someone in the line like you didn't expect. Someone like Cameron Grimes could have really stepped forward and been a fantastic guy to jump into this spot. But no, we went with Take the, the NXT Championship to the moon. Exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I would have popped so hard for that. He's a complete character. He's fun. I would have even loved to see Johnny Gargano come full circle and grab it again in some ways because he never really got a proper long title run at all and you know instead we just have I don't get it I do not understand why we have to go back to the Balor he was great originally in NXT but we are a long way removed from that guy and let's be honest even then he wasn't fantastic on the mic we were just excited by the idea of this new shiny toy from NJPW <gasps> Prince Devitt is here now, he's 39 years old now he's 39 and this is supposed he's to be 39 years old He's, oh, no, that's disgusting in itself that he looks Fuck as good me. as he does. Fair play. But he's 39 years old, you know, on the developmental brand. You should not have a... I know it's not technically developmental anymore, but you should not have a 39-year-old man leading the charge. No, absolutely not. You know, especially a guy who's already gone up to the main roster. What does that say about NXT? Your champion is someone who couldn't cut it on the main roster and ended up fucking coming back down again doesn't matter whether he wasn't booked well or not. If you're good enough, you'll find a way to survive. You will. It it just, you know, it just irks me. And the fact that you throw that in with the fact we're talking about a guy who doesn't have a great deal of charisma, I just think that's a big disappointment. I really do. But that's pretty much it for the rest of the news this week. Obviously, if anything else crops up in that time, we might jump in again. But obviously, every week we try and discuss the week's topics. You know, some sad stuff, some good stuff, some exciting news going forward as well. Don't forget, ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlePlug. Very exciting times. And hopefully looking forward to seeing all you guys. And if you do... Uh, you know, if you are generous enough to buy a T-shirt, please do not hesitate to take some sexy photos of yourself with it so we can splash you on our social media and show you off to the world. Because let's be honest, you're proper hot. And if you're single, probably a good chance that these T-shirts are going to actually get you laid once you wear them in public. Please note, as a disclaimer, no rest of the public can actually get you laid at any time. <laughs> but nonetheless, guys, check it out. Carl Wilkinson, thank you for joining me for the State of Wrestling Address. Uh, you know, a little bit more of a succinct and upbeat time for us in the wrestling world.
Well, yeah. as always, thanks for having me. It's a fucking pleasure. And now I need to buy four shirts because that'll be a 400% chance of getting some puss. So let's go. <laughs> That's going on a t-shirt next. 400% chance of getting some puss by the wrestle plug. <laughs> um, yeah, check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, hate to be a dead horse because it's not dead. It's very much alive. Wrestle plug. ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlePlug. Check it out. Share the link. Let all your friends know. Even if you're not huge on wrestling, those t-shirts still look cool, man, and they always help us and they give us a little bit of a kickback. So please do not hesitate to check it out and share that link all over the place. But most importantly, I'm thrilled and excited, especially for my North American fans, because I know that means that you are going to be saving yourself a large chunk of change whenever you purchase this t-shirt. And just so you know, uh, we've got fans in Israel, India, Spain, Brazil. I've seen you guys checking in. You may not necessarily interact all the time, but I know friends from far afield have been asking about merchandise. Uh, this is one opportunity and this is one way that you can support the podcast and they do ship internationally. Obviously, if you live uh, further afield, like the Middle East and places like that, it's probably going to cost a fair chunk of change in posting packaging. So please think about that when you do buy a product. I'm not going to sit here and just try and pretend that it's not going to cost you an extra bit of cash because it will. I know for a fact how expensive it can be buying stuff from Pro Wrestling Tees. But if the money is available to you and it is something that you're excited about supporting us with, obviously we'll be thrilled to have your customer base and obviously be thrilled to have any of your um, you know, financial prowess so to speak you know so any of your custom will be greatly greatly appreciated the rest of the bug. And like i say we'll be happy to pay it forward and shield the living shit out of anything you've got social media wise and anything else uh you know above board so thank you very much for listening to the state of wrestling dress i've been there next season carl wilkinson we're going to catch you very soon for some more naughty content from the wrestle look out for some fresh interviews that we'll be dropping in the next few days make sure you check those out and keep checking in with our youtube as well we're very slowly gaining some subscribers again we're going for a much more succinct much more um streamlined approach with youtube all our videos now are going to be around the six to ten minute mark you know little experts from the full podcast and obviously you can continue to check out the full podcast at your wish and at your desire wherever you enjoy your audio podcasts wherever uh podcasts are available obviously you will be able to find the wrestle plug but for myself Aaron and carl wilkinson thank you very much for listening we'll catch you very soon for more content from the wrestle plug impactful moments, impactful action. Why is it important to shine on the big stage? Because it validates that you are a main event player, because it validates that you're the world champion. Impactful drama. I did it! I put the head out on you! You, you. And impactful memories that have connected our fans like never before. Which leads us to tonight. My destiny, my journey, and my quest require me to shine like the brightest star in the sky. At Slammiversary, I want that spotlight on me. Slammiversary is the night when passionate fans from around the world come together. You can't have a Slammiversary without the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Impact.
champion 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 